Today we witness the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. How bad is it? Nobody can even believe it. I never thought such a thing could happen to America. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. I didn't need this. I had a great life. Inside the mask, you'll find a tube to allow you to drink the recycled water. Mine is peanuts. Does anybody want to drive for an hour and then get Burger King? I don't know how I Every time I fly over a blue state, I get a subpoena. Do you consider yourself humorous? I do great voices. What do you mean you do voices? It's what I do. I'll give you an example. Sure! What you said is inappropriate! We got a box. I got a box. And then they say, Trump is obstructioning. He's obstructing. Why did you say that, sir? Why did you say that? We want to indict you for what you said, sir. As far as the joke of an indictment, it's a horrible thing. I'm not the one who thinks I'm above the law. I'm the one that followed the law. Use the voice. I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Kudos to these guys who put that together. That was awesome. All right, I'm having fun at the beginning because we got a lot of ground to cover, you guys. I'm Melissa Red Pill the World. If you're new here, this is our website right here, freedomforce.live, L-I-V-E, freedomforce.live, and we look at how this is biblical. This is the end times for them. If you haven't seen, I have two... Uh, uh, bestseller book end times and a thousand years of peace i talk about how this is biblical this is biblical literally but it's the end of them no doubt about it this is the great awakening this is the battle the epic battle to to cast out these evildoers and that's what's going to happen and nothing can stop it not at all so check it out they're, they're 2.99 on on amazon there you can also get the audiobook but this is great news and uh, just enjoy the show all right, so I want you to see something else because, you know, we are fighting in this battle, this epic battle, and we're going to have such beautiful days ahead. There's no doubt about it, and this Durham report is a big part of that. We're going to talk about the Durham. is part three, Durham for dummies. But anyway, so President Trump came out, uh, I think this was after when he went to Bedminster after his indictment in Miami. So, and, you know, somebody was like, oh, he's so upset. No, he's not. Oh, I'm doing a voice to I do voices. Um, oh, he's so upset. No, he's not. Look at him. And he looks straight at us. He looks straight at you. And he said, great job. Check it out. <laughs> Did you catch it? Great job. Great. He's not, he's just not talking to one individual. He's talking to you. He's talking to me because we're in here fighting hard and he knows that and that we're not letting any of their lies or d d uh, misinformation or they're uh, trying to take us off track it's not happening <laughs> in the past that's what would happen but not happening this time so we're fighting hard and and making it happen so check this out <laughs> Let me try it again where actually you'll see his face. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and
as because we are we are the um you know he's the 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 crashing ball to to bust this all open but we are the ones who have to go in and take the city we're the ones who have to have to uh, scale the walls and and get in there and and share this truth with everyone and that's what we're doing so today oh my goodness you guys i have been working on look at this i want y'all to say we love you melly <laughs> i've been working look at this three hundred i'm gonna get a paper cut. Anyway, look at this. Do you see the, all the markings? You can't really see it, but I mean, just uh, every page has some kind of pink marking. And I'm like, uh, how do I even begin to share this with you guys? I'm going to try my hardest to, to do this so that you don't have to read 300 and I think six pages of this, of this stuff. And it's, you know, it's stuff that we've known, but that we're seeing it from Durham's perspective because he's trying to help everyone understand what evidence he found after four years and of course i'm trying to put it into <laughs> like four or five videos but anyway so first of all let's go to um yeah this is a site this is where i just put out um, a couple of videos part one and two okay durham called durham for dummies durham report for dummies i did one may 21st and one on may 28th and here we go because he's coming durham is coming i think on wednesday before the capitals uh uh, before the Congress. So I, you know, need to get with it. <laughs> so I'm going to do this one and I've got part three and part four. So let's get, uh, steeped in all of this information. This is the report right here. You can go to justice.gov slash storage slash Durham report.pdf. And Oh, I know what I was going to look up. Hang on, ring it. There was something I was like, what's I looking for? Hold on real quick. Oh, let me see if I can hit the right thing. Nope. And, okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so don't forget, you can go on and read it at justice.gov slash storage slash durhamreport.pdf. Okay, and then what I, what I was going to show you is I did a poll yesterday to see how many of you guys have read the Durham Report, and I wanted to see, you know, what portion have you read? Some 70% said zero. <laughs> They've read zero of it. 23% uh, said they'd scanned it a bit. 5% said I've gotten through a significant portion, and 2% said I've read all 302 pages. So I'm thinking this is something important for me to do, and it might not be, um, let's just be honest, it might not be as, as uh, exciting as some videos that, that you can watch, but some of the videos can get us off the track, and this is really on the track, and we need to, This we've been waiting on this for four years, we've been screaming for the Durham Report for four years, and of course what we wanted was some uh, prosecutions with it, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that about at the end, because he goes into, you know, what should have been done and what can be done to to get this thing resolved and that's really what the point is you know uh, after all of this and uh, as as uh, Josh Holly said yesterday you know have has anyone been fired <laughs> heads need to roll but anyway all right so yeah it's an interesting interesting thing it's, whatever we'll get to that all right so yeah um, first of all before we start Durham don't forget we have John Huber, who has been working for, I don't know, five years on, uh, cre on uh, grand juries to produce sealed federal indictments. Over 250,000, I'm sure. The last count it was 234,000. Who knows? It may be 300,000 um, at this point. So he is working 
tirelessly and has been to get all the chapter and verse of all the crimes that they've committed, all the evidence of all these crimes, get it before the grand jury and enough to, he could put a sealed indictment on these people. And so they unsealed the indictment on president Trump. And we, you know, think unsealed in federal indictments. Think that's what we were told on the board. And so president Trump is clearly, um, you know, he was saying it was the seal is broken. And I think that's what he's talking about. I'm ready. And I know you guys are too, to have these, all these hundred of thousands of uh, indictments unsealed. Okay. So that's what John Huber is doing. Okay. He's, he served as the U S attorney for the district of Utah, you know, so he's got, and he can, he can do this in every state. He's been authorized to do sealed indictments in every state. All right. But this is Durham. Durham is, has been working on this, um, report regarding all the allegations against president Trump, the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of that. So that's now finally, he's come out with this report and this was maybe three weeks ago. So this week he's coming out to, um, he's coming to, to, uh, to testify before Congress about this very report. So get ready for that. That's why we're, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. We're trying to get ready. All right. So yeah, and I'll just introduce you to you. <laughs> One of your long time, all time favorites, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, beautiful picture of her, Hillary Clinton. But also, I want you to see today. I'm going to introduce you to Chuck Charles Dolan. Okay, this is Chuck or Charles Dolan. He was a member of Bill Clinton's Presidential Exploratory Committee. He served as Virginia State Chairman on the Clinton Gore campaign. I mean, so he's been what it with them for a long, long, long time, long time Clinton uh, advisor, helper, aide, whatever, willing to, you know, how, how, <laughs> how dirty do you have to be to have seen everything and, and be in there to fight for her. Either he's the stupidest person on earth or he's, he's, you know, corrupt like she is. I'm thinking probably the latter. I want to make sure that you knew about that. And also you already know our Igor Danchenko, Igor Danchenko. So they used him to be the, the basically the big liar. And 80% of the Durham, uh, uh, of the Steele report is, is from Victor, I'm sorry, Igor Danchenko, 80%. Okay, here is um, uh, uh, Paul Manafort. He was uh, the campaign um, advisor, campaign manager for President Trump until all this came out that he had some kind of tie to um, to uh, uh, Igor Deripaska. Anyway, I'll talk about that here in a second, but you know, I'll go into that in just a second. All right. All right, so that's, I want you to see that. I'm also going to talk to you about Glenn Simpson, who was with Fusion GPS. So they were using this this uh, research, opposition research group called Fusion GPS to get dirt on their political opponent. Well, they've been doing that for a long time, just so they know, you know, what is, is there anything that we need to find out about this person so that we can report on it? Well, that's that's all well and good until you start making things up out of whole cloth and using people's lives to the point where they, they, you know, you ruin their lives uh, on something that's absolutely made up complete fabrication. And that's the whole point, like with Dolan. So this is one of the guys, Glenn Simpson at the helm of the Fusion GPS, uh, 
opposition research. And then you've got this guy named Rodney Jaffe. They've got him as a South African-American entrepreneur and cybersecurity expert. Well, I don't think he's that much of an expert. He knows enough to be dangerous because he, his, uh, they poked holes through all of his, uh, his, his lies about the, the, this connection with President Trump and, you know, communicating over the internet with uh, Alpha Bank. And, and, you know, he, he put it all out there that, and they, they, they got, proved that it was a bunch of lies pretty quickly. So then you've got, you've got senators jumping into the fray. Um, Senator Reid going over to, to say, we need to look into this. We need to look into President Trump because I have evidence that he's, you know, so they're shopping. Glenn Simpson is shopping all of this, uh, made up data, sending it to the media, sending it to to congressmen, sending it to senators, sending it to, to stir up, let's get moving on this so we can put the, throw some dirt on President Trump. So that's really, I guess the big take, the biggest takeaway is that, or one of them, of this entire Durham report is that they, they will lie and lie and lie and use all their cronies and all these uh, high positions in the media and the government to to perpetuate their lies. All right, so then you've got Michael Sussman. He worked with the law firm Perkins Coey, and uh, we've talked about him a little bit before, but he was found guilty on uh, on lying to the FBI about about some of these, uh, the, the Alpha Bank, uh, uh, internet connections that president trump supposedly had so he's you know he's been he's been outed so but they're using this law firm to uh they they obviously need lots of attorneys to cover up their crimes and try to make sure that they do all this uh legally where they can just kind of thread that needle and you're going to find that when when we're when the fbi is basically what durham ended up finding was that there was they could not with what was admissible with what was admissible in court, they could not um, have probable cause of a crime. So that's really, I'm, I'm going to get to cut to the chase. That's really what it's going to get down to is that <clears throat> they need to be able to have more admissible. They know how to keep things out of the view of the judge and or the jury. And they, you know, so it's not even admissible in court. And then where you've got to prove the intent and you've got to prove, you know, what, what, not just what they did, but their intent, it makes it impossible to hold anyone to an account. And that's really, that's where something's got to change dramatically on that, in in my opinion. All right. So then you, I showed you before, uh, Denchenko, he's one of the, the main ones who was their liar in chief to, to get all this stuff done. And of course he, uh, they, he worked directly with, through GP, Fusion GPS to get the steel. This is steel, uh, Christopher Steele, to get this steel dossier just packed with lies. Everything in it could not be corroborated. I want to read this to you with what he said. The FBI was not able to corroborate a single substantive allegation in the Steele reports. Not one. Not one. They were not able to corroborate a single substantive allegation in the Steele reports. All right. So, you know, the whole thing was completely made up, you know, that they just, anything that they were trying to do, and they were just about trying to lie about, use anyone to divert the attention away from Hillary and her emails. So this is what the guy, Michael Isikoff, I've got such a problem, what is wrong with my keyboard? Um, Michael Isikoff, who, who 
uh, who reported this Steele dossier in Yahoo News. So he's he's got egg on his face that he's perpetuating all these lies. Of course, all these people got Pulitzers. I don't know if he did, but they got Pulitzers uh, about, oh, they're, they're reporting on, on Russia, Russia, Russia against President Trump when it was all a pack of lies. And President Trump said that take, take their Pulitzer away. All right, so who are they lying about? Who are they using to get, uh, to, and, and also to using Page primarily so they can spy on President Trump. And so this, this one is, is Carter Page was one of the main ones that they were using, and they care not that how they've lied about him and ru- just ruined his reputation, ruined his life, all this that he went through. And he's trying so hard to clear his name. Well, they didn't want to clear his name. They wanted to use him for their evil purposes. I mean, what did they not hear in Sunday school about yeah, thou shalt not bear, bear false witness? <laughs> they clearly did that badly. All right, so yeah, Carter Page, an American petroleum industry consultant and a former a foreign policy advisor to President Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential election campaign. Um, so he was he was a consultant to President Trump, but he had ties. Now, one of the most important things to know about him, and we're going to get to this, is that he had worked as with the uh, under the OGA, other governmental asset, whatever. So he had worked with the government. They knew very well that he he was working. Uh, with Russia, he would he would give them information, and and he was he was had ties to the Russians. They knew very good and well that he, uh, you know, that he had been doing this for years and giving them information. Okay, so yeah, that's. But they were decided to. Okay, we know him. We'll use him, and we'll and there will be nothing because of the, how strong and powerful they are. And, and, you know, using the, the weight of the entire FBI, can you imagine using the, uh, the weight of their, their money, their power, their, their armed with the, with the media, their, their cronies in the government to just destroy someone and to use someone like this. And he tried everything to get out from under their, their, their evil scheme. And it was impossible. This storm report has gone a long way to, to clearing his good name. So yeah, they were like, one of the points this is a guy named, Sechin, I think it's Igor. Yeah, Igor Sechin. Igor's a popular name, it turns out. Um, but they, they supposedly, you know, Carter Page is the tie between uh, Trump, and then he connects uh, through Igor Sechin to Putin. That was their that was their lie. That was one of them. Okay, <laughs> they have several, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that. And I want you to also be familiar with Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos was also brought into this thing to try to ruin his life and to use him to to sully President Trump. So Papadopoulos, and then you've got this new guy. You might not even be familiar with him. Million, million. Of course, they've got this picture and say, look at this. President Trump is is involved with this person from Belarus who's, you know, t- uh, 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 connecting him to Russia, 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 you know, and, and there's Don Jr. over on the right, you know, that they're, they're, um, they're, you know, have this Russian ties. Milian, he went to a, you know, he met President Trump one time, but they, they used his name. We're going to show you why they were using him. Uh, that goes into Nellie Orr. So here's a picture of all these ones at the top who did this coup d'etat against, um, against a, a person who was running for office and also as since he's been a sitting president and now another candidate for office. So yeah, all these people, this is a gigantic coup. Uh, but it, I say gigantic. It's really, a, 
it's really a small number of people who use their positions of power and influence. It isn't going to be that hard to remove them, uh, in my opinion. They've got the goods on them, and it's all just a matter of the right timing. All right, so let's go. Let's. Oh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> How could I forget her? This is Olga uh, Galkina. Olga Galkina, she lives in Cyprus, and she was one of the subsources that was uh, that basically Dolan, this guy Dolan, let me go back to Dolan, nope, this one right here, Dolan was feeding her this information to Galkina, but she dared not use Dolan's name because they all know that Dolan is connected to Hillary. I don't know if they're afraid of being killed. I don't know if they, you know, because she was wanting a job with, 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 uh, with the, the the Democrat Party now, her name is complete mud. But yes, yeah, so I want you to see this. This is a uh, Olga Galkina, and she was the one. She was the one that probably from Dolan gave her this golden shower story, which is so disgusting that she gave to Danchenko, who gave it to Steele, who put it in the Steele dossier, and then they took it all out into the news. All right, so here's the page starting on page one thirty eight because we had completed. Uh, a big portion yes, uh, last time. And so now we're starting to talk about Charles Dolan and how uh, he was connected to this. He's a public relations professional who in 2016 was employed by a Washington, D.C.-based uh, public relations firm called K Global. In addition to his work as a public relations professional, Dolan has previously served as executive director of the Democrat uh, Governors Association. He's a Virginia chairman of the former President Clinton's 1992 and 96 presidential campaigns and an advisor to Hillary's uh, 2008 presidential campaign. Okay, so this is a guy who's, you know, pretty uh, thick, thick with the with the thieves. Okay, page 139. Moreover, beginning 1987, uh, President Clinton appointed Dolan to two four-year terms as the State Department U.S. Attorney Commission on Public Diplomacy. All right. So Dolan was had connections. He truly, truly does have connections to the Kremlin, and he was doing this uh, this event over in in Russia called um, what was it called? Something to to Russia. Oh, what was it? Hang on, I want to find the name of it because it's like inside the Kremlin. That literally is the name of his uh, event that he was putting on called YOP. But bottom line, inside the Kremlin, and he would uh, had connections to these diplomats in the Kremlin, literally. And he um, he uh, put Peskov has been he had connections to this guy named Peskov. Uh, has often been described in media reports as Russian President Putin's right-hand man. The ones who truly have the connections to the Russia is is Dolan and, and Hillary, okay? And as discussed before below, um, both Peskov and Pavlov would subsequently feed would subsequently feature prominently in the Steele reports. Dolan maintained relationships with Sergei Kislyak, who served as Russian ambassador to the U.S. from 2008 to 2017, and Mikhail Kaligan, I'm going to get to Kaligan here in a minute, um, the head of the Russian embassy's economic section in Washington, D.C. They would also be for, uh, in the in the Steel reports. He's throwing everybody under the bus, and the lies you know, don't hold up. Sometimes he just has information before it hits the news. Again, probably from Olga. She's helping him to, to, to get this information because she worked with, uh, uh, in one of these, uh, as in one of these offices. So she would, she would funnel some of this information to him. She, he would funnel information to her that she would send over to, to Danchenko. And, you know, it's, it's not that big of a group really, in my opinion, from, from what I've read. Um, 
So Dolan admitted he had discussions with Gal Kina about the 2016 election and her support for Clinton. Uh, she discussed some of the information contained in the in the Steele reports with Dolan. That's on page 149. So I'm not just making this up. This is actually on the reports, okay? Um, then Dolan, it says in, in section 6, um, oh, I'll just tell you what Durham had to say about that. He said the FBI failed to interview Dolan about Galkina's uh, statements concerning uh, the Steele report. They never interviewed Dolan. And the FBI agents wanted to, but they were like, nope, we're not going to interview him. Nope, it's off. Uh, forget it. And they put in requests, and they would never get a response from the top brass. Yeah. They were, yeah, that's, uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then for them to say, oh, you know what? We, we made a mistake that we didn't, we didn't, uh, interview Dolan. They had no intention of interviewing Dolan. And so they were, oh, we should have done that. Sorry. Was it, should we have done that? You know, it's, it's the whole thing. The people who have been, who did not do their job, who failed, as he's saying here, the FBI failed. The one who has failed on this should be held to an account. That's really what it, and, and that's what, uh, you know, Josh Hawley was saying is who's been, who's lost their job over this. All right. Um, so Dolan is the source. Now he would have been hidden. Nobody knew it was Dolan, but now we know it was Dolan who works directly with Hillary. Um, Danchenko collected directly from Charles Dolan. This is on page 149. And, it, uh, in 2016, the resignation of Trump, okay, he, he, I'm sorry, in particular, the report detailed the resignation of Manafort. I was just showing you the picture of Manafort. And so he, Dolan provided information regarding Manafort to Denchenko two days before it appeared in the Steele report. He said the, um, here it is on page, uh, I don't have the page on here. Um, anyway, so the, the, he said Dolan referred to the Ukraine revelations about Manafort. With the Steele report also refers to the Ukraine corrupt revelations. Dolan, Dolan's email stated that a number of people wanted Manafort gone. So for, you know, maybe because of this. So somehow, um, somewhere up in here, okay, that somehow, oh, he'd heard this from a GOP friend. No, he didn't. He probably heard it from Galkina. Um, anyway, that somehow Manafort supposedly was, they said, involved with this Russian oligarch Igor uh Igor, another Igor, um, Deripaska. Okay. And so anyway, I'm not going to get off into that because that's not really what this report is. Uh, uh, the Durham report is about, but bottom line that they would just bring this into the Steele dossier and, um, and you know, with, with lies and they knew, they knew it was lies. They knew it was lies, but the people at the top had this, these things go into the report. Then that, remember I was telling you about the, uh, Callaghan, in con uh, here's the Callaghan portion on page 153. In connection with the YPO conference, Dolan and U.S. Person 1 met with Russian Ambassador Kislyak and Russian diplomat Callaghan, the head of the Russian Embassy's economic section uh, in Washington. And so he said these meetings took place um, in October 2016. According to Dolan, Danchenko was not present at these meetings. Following the meeting, a member of Callaghan's staff, Maria Antonova, sent an email to Dolan and the U.S. person telling them, among other things, that Callaghan would be returning to Moscow in September 2016 and would be replaced by another uh, diplomat, Andrei Bondarev. Okay, so anyway, so she is 
passing that information along to him, and so then he passes the light on into the steel report to you know act like he was uh, he was in on the inside. And so on page one fifty six, it says that the Trump dos- Russia dossier key claim was verified. That's what he said. Dolan attached the email. And in the email, a BBC News article titled Trump, Russia, Dossier, Key, Claim, Verified. In the article, the BBC journalist Paul Wood stated that the sources I know and trust have told me the U.S. government identified Callaghan as a spy while he was still at the embassy. Okay, so again, this is this is hearsay. And they're saying that the U.S., I, I never really got to the bottom of whether he did or not, but he's always ready to throw someone under the bus, Um but never wanting to have his name come out. He's for so long. I mean, they just wanted his name to be anonymous, and he thought it would stay anonymous. Well, it didn't. Um, so yeah. So he and Hillary is trying to uh, is trying to destroy all these people. Uh, obviously, using Dolan to do it. So then there's this guy named Ivanov, and so the, uh, on this there. The allegation appeared in the Steele report at the same time as the Callaghan allegation concerning the firing of Sergei Ivanov and the then chief of staff of the Russian presidential administration. Uh, they they said that he was he was he had backed he was backed by the foreign Russian intelligence SVR who had advised Putin that the pro-Trump anti-Clinton operations would be both effective and plausible plausibly deniable with little blowback. So they're saying he's trying to to meddle in our elections. That's why he was fired. Okay, I don't think that that was that necessarily the case. I don't know if it was or not, but that's that's what that's what they're saying uh, that he was doing. And so on August 20, 12, 2016, the same day that Ivanov was reportedly fired, Galkina sent a Facebook message to Dolan saying Russian presidential administration is making a significant change right now. Uh, Denchenko was not copied on this message. Minutes later, Dolan and Galkina spoke for approximately 10 minutes. So she just verbally told him what was happening with Ivanov. Now, more than likely, they're just using this to say, oh, it, you know, to try to try to drum up um, uh, gossip. Oh, he's he's being fired. Must be something. It's something to do with Hillary. <laughs> has something to do with Trump being a Russian agent and that they're being mean to Hillary or whatever. So this is how this is just ex- explaining to you and everyone, you know, who this Dolan creep is. He's just always um, lying, and their their whole goal is to is to get Trump. Okay. Um, let's see if it, what page was that on. Okay, so there's that one. Yeah, so she didn't, she would always want to say things verbally so she wouldn't get exposed and all that. But too late, we've gotten to the bottom of that, um, Durham has. All right, so then here it says on page 159, um, Danchenko and Dolan met at KC Global's office. And they're saying that in the two two still reports that Cohen was heavily engaged in covering up Trump's ties to Russia. This is what again goes into the Steele report that Cohen is to, is involved. So they just they use anybody and everybody to say, oh, they're trying to cover up his ties. That's what they're doing. So they flat fed this into uh, the Steele reports through the Danchenko, and then they met in the park. But they don't really. Are they just oh, we wanted to go to the park. Well, like, how often do grown men go to parks? I'm just saying. And so um, they but. The next, the very next day, or like right, right after that, um, actually that was on, I think on no, 
November, New Year's Day. And on the evening of January 10th was when the BuzzFeed article came out about the Steele dossier. And that, my friends, that BuzzFeed article was the one that when that opened, that the main, that mainstream media outlet was sharing it, then everybody else decided to share about the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and that the Steele dossier, and they forget the fact that it's, it, it's, it's, they, it's not vetted. It's not. They don't have any evidence of any of this. But they started just to put it out into into the public, and that was President Trump had not even been inaugurated yet. He was inaugurated January twentieth, and now you've already got this Buzzfeed. Everybody's like, we're 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 inaugurating a you know a Russian agent. You know, it's that kind of thing. And for the whole time of his presidency, obviously they were resist, resist, resist. So anyway, so that's what was happening there. Um, so they were, they knew that this finally, they were, they were breaking through to get this out. And I'm sure Hillary and Dolan called in some favors to get that done. Um, all right. So the Steele exposed as the author of the dossier. Yay. He was unmasked as the man behind after, after Buzzfeed, then Dolan was exposed that he was the one behind the dossier about president Trump. Um, and at the time that the email was sent, Danchenko was not publicly known as a source for Steele. His name, nobody really knew who he was, but, if, you know, people know Dolan. He's been in the public eye for a long, long time in, you know, Washington, D.C. circles. Maybe you and I don't know him, but, yeah, they do. Um, so, but yeah, but that's where I was saying on page 160 that Danchenko was responsible for 80% of the raw intel and half the analysis of the dossier. That guy right there, <laughs> this creep... Right? Where did he go? Not him. Okay, that one. This guy is responsible for 80% of the Steele dossier. And he, as, go back and look at my last video that I just did. This guy, the one the one where I was saying Durham for uh, Dummies number two, that, that Danchenko is one of the Hillary's toy boys. He lies like every time he opens his mouth. That's all he does is he, he just lies and lies and lies. That's what he does. Um, he, um, as I said before, Dolan was never interviewed. Um, yeah. So that's, then he was at first, he was trying so hard to keep Dolan's name out of it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Um, so on page 164, Dolan is tied to Peskov and presidential administration press communications, who is to say that he versus Galkina is the true subsource for Peskov and PA-related um, reporting to Steele. So, you know, it, it's hard to know. Did, did this More than likely, it, Dolan fed Galkina the information, and then she fed it back to, to Danchenko. So it wouldn't look like he was doing... Everything completely made up. He said, "Oh, I've got this source. I've got that source," and so that's that's really how why Galkina was brought in and just used because she was a useful idiot. Um, the path of information, as it says in this little red uh, uh, rectangle right here, because the, the information got to them. Uh, they said that it, the path could have been from the Kremlin to Galkina to Danchenko to Steele or from King Kremlin to Dolan to Galkina to Danchenko to Steele. Or, anyway, so bottom line, it all, just this tight-knit group to get this information into the Steele dossier. I talked about Hellson last time. Hellson. And so he says he wants to interview Charles Dolan. Okay, but 
Helson expressed confidence that Otten was the individual who told Helson to hold off on interviewing him. So they, they can say, oh, I wanted to, and I was asking him about it, but then they never did. And that they were all basically just a bunch of talk. Um, and they didn't want to interview him because they knew he was attached to Hillary. Um, uh, what, when interviewed by the office, Otten did not have a, rele- a recollection of telling Helson not to interview Dolan. I don't remember telling him that. Right. During the 20, uh, July 27, 2021 interview with the office, Helson stated he aggressively pushed for the Dolan information to the Mueller special counsel, but received very little feedback. Mueller's in on it, too. Did you see the picture of the coup? This one here. OK, come on, Melissa. Yeah. Mueller's got to be on here. Yeah. Here's Mueller. Dirty Mueller. So, you know, they're all in on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll interview Dolan. Okay, sure. And just never do. But, you know, they can, they've got some cover, right? Uh, to say, oh, I, I tried to get him to, and I don't understand why they didn't. Oh, we were supposed to do Dolan. We, we didn't understand the communication. See how that works? It's just, you know, uh, whatever. All right, so... Then, on page 166, the Mueller Supervisory Special Agent 1 and Mueller Analyst 1 investigate the relationship between Dolan, Denchenko, and Galkina. All right? So, I'm sure that they're just doing this to say, oh, there's, they're, they're all on the up and up. They had, um, uh, Dolan was connected to both Denchenko, uh, Galkina, and ex- had extensive ties to the Kremlin and Russian government officials, including... Peskov. Okay. But again, we know with the Mueller, the Mueller investigation, it, it didn't, it didn't hold them to an account. Right. And so they, then the FBI interviewed Olga Galkina. She appeared to be forthcoming on most questions posed except when she was asked about Dolan. This is on page 166. Galkina perform, informed Mueller supervisory special agent one that she did not want to speak about Dolan. She refused. She'll talk about everybody else, but she refused to identify the other individual. Page 168, um, on September 1st, 2017, Mueller Supervisory Special Agent 1 drafted a case opening document for Dolan. The opening document detailed, among other things, Dolan's connections to Danchenko and Galkina, uh, Dolan's connections to the Democrat Party, and Dolan's connections to the Kremlin. But... (laughs) Look at this. So this this special agent's telling them, look, they say, or he's Dolan, look at all these connections Dolan has, and so look at this. This is likely the the there's this just bogus that's coming out from it's because it's their it's a you know they're trying to destroy their political opponent. Nevertheless, September seventh, twenty seventeen, Otten instructed Mueller analysts want to cease all research and analysis related to Dolan. You could tell they were getting too close to the truth. Cease. Stop it. Don't look at anything else. That's, I'm sure some of the, the, the whistleblower who, who did this, they want to come forward. But they know they'll be ruined. They'll be crushed, as that guy said. They'll be crushed, but at least it's now in the, in the dorm report. That's why I'm reading it. This is on page 168, that they, they knew that this whole thing was a political witch hunt to try to destroy President Trump and and their their boss Auten A U T E N don't forget that name Auten Auten you know what I need to get a picture of Auten because he's aggravating me um, let me see if, if I could do this without breaking it. 
Here he is, Brian Auten, the meet the Russia gate prober who couldn't verify anything in the Steele dossier, yet said nothing for years. He was the one, that's Brian Auten right there, he was the one who said, cease, don't, don't look into anything else, because he, he knew they were getting too close, yeah, uh, they knew that Dolan was behind this, and who's behind Dolan was Hillary, and it's all just trying to destroy President Trump, the whole thing. And they had to have this thing going, spinning around in the in the media for a long, you know, much longer. So that's Brian Auten right there. Ugh, creep. I'm telling you, some of these people, you just wonder what is, yeah, what do they have on them? Um, so then David Archie informed the team that they should cease work on attempting to corroborate the Steele reports. Um, Otten told the office he recalled that in, in September 2017, De Deputy Assistant Director David Archie informed the team they should cease work on attempting to corroborate the Steele reports. We just, we just accepted as fact. That's not our job to try to, to corroborate any of this. Mueller, the Mueller analyst disagreed with the contention that Dolan fell outside of the Mueller mandate. This is part of our job in the Mueller, in the Mueller investigation. No, that's not, that's not our, that's not our deal. And um, stated that while she did not recall the outside the mandate justification for the denial of the Dolan um, case opening, it would surprise her if that was the reason provided by the Mueller team leadership. This purported position also is curious. It's quite curious that they're like, oh, we, we that's outside of our scope. That's outside of our scope. That's not our job to figure out if that if these people are legit or who Dolan is and 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 their connections and all that. That's not our scope. Isn't that curious? All throughout this whole report, you'll see him saying, yes, he'll say failed, but he'll also say strange and curious and that kind of thing. Because, and basically, he's, that's, a, that's a, a diplomatic way of saying these people are corrupt, really. Mueller Supervisory Special Agent 1 also recalled the, and the attorney, Ree, while initially favorable to investigating Dolan, gradually soured to the idea. I imagine Brian Otten got a hold of him, right? In fact, okay, um, Dolan fell outside the Mueller investigation's mandate. The investigators had no, too much work and too few resources. No, no, we don't have the money to do such a thing as that. And, the, and they were told to dedicate no resources to Dolan. And he was the one with the true connections who was trying to you know, use this to meddle in the election. All right, one six, that was on page 169. So then um, it was unlikely that a case was opening on Dolan would be approved. And ultimately, they had, it was a higher-level decision, and they never learned who ultimately denied the case opening. All these top brass right here, oh, we never do, we just never get anything back. And so uh, Durham said this was an oversight an oversight. They, he should have at minimum been at least uh, interviewed, right? The Mueller supervisory special agent one and, and the Mueller analyst expressed concerns about the appearance of political bias in the decision not to open a case on Charles Dolan. That's on section number eight. Duh, right? <laughs> a child could see that. And so then, then Durham says this was a failure to investigate Durham, I mean, Dolan, of course, and it was troubling. Curious, troubling, what was the other word he used? What was the other word he used? Oversight. It was an oops, yeah. Dolan maintained the relationship with Denchenko, Steele's primary subsource. Dolan maintained relationships with Russian government officials, Peskov and Pavlov, right? 
that were in the, in the, in the Steele reports. He was present in Moscow during the, the Ritz-Carlton episode with the golden showers and all that big, big lie. He was present in Moscow with Danchenko during the time uh, frame Danchenko was gathering information for the, for the Steele reports. He maintained a, report, a relationship with Galkina, Olga Galkina. He performed work for Galkina's former employer. Galkina said, admitted to the FBI that she provided Dolan with the information. And Dolan was a prominent, long-time Democrat political operative who vocally supported Clinton, <laughs> candidate Clinton. Okay, maybe that explains why he was never interviewed. And they said, cease investigating all of that. The Mueller team said, cease in, in the FBI. Said, no, we're not going to investigate any of this. We don't have the money for that, right? Okay, that's on page 172. That's it. In the light of the foregoing, there does not appear to be an objectively sound reason for the decision that was made not to interview him. Now, let's get to poor Sergey, Sergey, whatever how you say it, Million. Let me see if I can go back to see his picture. Let me see if I can find this is the guy. Sir Sergey, how do you say that, you guys? Sir Mr. Million. <laughs> Mr. Million. And he's uh he is a businessman from Belarus. And so Let's get busy on him. This is this one. I could take a whole video about all the lies connected to Million. He Danchenko wants to connect with Million in the worst way, and it makes you wonder why in the world would you would they why are they you know he's sending him emails. Million's out of the country. He doesn't respond. He you know says he's oh maybe he responded to me on on another app. Well there was no evidence that he'd ever given him another way to reach him except through email. You know the guy never even responded to his first email. I mean the whole thing is quite. He says a particular Durham's calling it a particularly disturbing example of the unsupported narratives regarding Trump and Russia was this deal with with Million. They made it up absolutely from whole cloth, out of whole cloth. It was a, uh, admitted there was a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between them and the Russian leadership. This was managed on the Trump side. I mean, this Million didn't say that. Um, the source, an ethnic Russian close to associate of Republican U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump, admitted that there was a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between them and the Russian leadership. This was managed on the Trump side by the Republican candidate's campaign manager, Paul Manafort. Again, making all this up from whole cloth. Hey, back up. Let me say read this one paragraph. As discussed more fully below, Danchenko claimed to have sourced, sourced several of the most serious allegations in the Steele reports to Million, including allegations of an ongoing conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russian officials. So they're saying Million is behind all this. Why are they picking on poor Million? He didn't even he. They imagine this: someone sends you an email and you don't even respond. Next thing you know, you're in this Steele dossier. You're in some kind of crazy report. And you're, you know, trying to protect your, your good name. I mean, this is absolute evil. They called it Source E, but then, then you know, he was, he was doxxed. Um, an anonymous, okay, so then they said, he said he got a call. <laughs> Denchenko is such a piece of work. Denchenko is the biggest liar you ever heard of it, heard of. He said he got this anonymous call and he thinks it was Million. And, and. Danchenko claimed comparison of the caller's voice to uh, to a known YouTube video 
featuring Million. He says, I think that voice sounded like the, the, the YouTube video of Million. <laughs> he says, I, I think it was Million who called me. Yet, this unvetted, completely uncorroborated allegation was included in the FISA application. So they could get the application to spy on Page and therefore spy on President Trump. Because this guy, Danchenko, a known liar, said he got a call from someone who sounded like Million from a YouTube video. I mean, it's the, it's the thinnest little piece of thread. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's nothing. And they're using it in a FISA application to get a authority to, uh, to spy, uh, you know, which you have to have, and that's one of the things that Dorm says at the end. He says, you've got to have clear, undeniable, indisputable, uh, uh, probable cause you've got before you can spy on someone. And there needs to be a, another person completely separate who, who reviews all this. You know, the thing is, if they're all in on it, how are you going to stop it? Anyway, yeah, so that's so weird, so strange. But they're like, what do we care? We'll just put that down. Who who will ever be the wiser? Who will even know? And, you know, especially because we're just going to push this out to the media and they won't vet it. The media is, is in the bag with us. Um, so his his statements to the FBI regarding Million, uh, he described this strange event. It's so strange. Um Danchenko told the FBI in January of July 2016, uh, or July of 2016, that, what did I say? In June or July of 2016, he communicated with Alexei Bogdanovsky, a U.S.-based Russian national employee of RIA Novosti, a Russian state-run media outlet, about reaching out to Milion, who Danchenko had never met or spoken, spoken with, indicating that his colleague at RIA Novosti, Dmitry Z- Zidarev, whatever, had a relationship with Million. He stated he received threats. Okay, hang on. I think I'm missing a page. Ah, anyway, so I'll, I'll just try to tell you what happened. So he sends out this um, this email to him, and the guy, like I said, he never he never responds. He he has another friend who actually knows Million. He's trying to get connected to Million. I mean, he's wanting to get you know connected to him in the worst way. All the phone records. Don't don't show that he got any call. All the emails show that he did. The guy in Million never responded to Denchenko, but they still go on and use this Million information in the Steele dossier to get the um, from the they put it in the Steele dossier and then they put it in the FISA application so they can spy on President Trump. And this on page one eighty tells us why. Okay, so here is. N- about bringing in Nellie Orr. She's married to Bruce Orr, who works in, at the FBI. Nellie Orr worked with Fusion GPS. Let me see if I can make sure to not lose this page. Okay, so that's there. So this is, remember, I was showing you all this, the coup. This is, I know it's kind of blurry, but this one is Nellie. Where are you, Nellie? Ah, she's not on this one. Is Bruce on there? He's not on there. Okay, there's Bruce. Okay, there we go. Here's Nellie Orr right here. She works for Fusion GPS. And here's Bruce Orr right here. He works for the FBI. So they're married, and they so they can share information from one to another. Don't tell me that's that's not legit, right? So um, you've got, let's see, Nellie Orr made up 
Okay, she works for Fusion GPS. Okay, I showed you earlier Glenn Simpson with Fusion GPS. They're the opposition research for Hillary Clinton. And that she's saying, oh, Million is, you know, we're going to focus our attention on Million and use him as a, you know, a fall guy, basically. So, uh, okay, let me read this whole thing. As discussed above, the office found no evidence that Million was a source for any of the allegations in the Steele reports. Given this fact, the office endeavored to determine the genesis. Where did this come from? Of Million's implications in the Steele reports. In particular, what caused Danchenko and the first to reach out to Million in late 2016 and just lie about the phone calls and emails? That was, it was... The guy had never even responded to him. To that end, the office reviewed, among other things, records obtained from Fusion GPS and the public statements of Fusion GPS principals Glenn Simpson and Peter Fritch. So specifically, Fusion GPS records demonstrate that Nellie Orr first identified Million as having connections to Trump. He had given some money. He had, he had, he had shaken President Trump's hand one time. He'd met him one time. And, but he's also a, uh, a, 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 whatever you call it, a, a businessman in Belarus. So, okay, we got to there's your, there's your connection right there. I mean, there's the slimmest little nothing. He just went to one event, shook President Trump's hand, and now he's involved in all this, okay? Uh, or was a Russian language contractor employed by Fusion GPS and the wife of department official Bruce Orr. Or, Nellie Orr speaks Russian. And so she works for Fusion GPS. And she prepared a report for Fusion GPS that set forth in part Millian's connections to Trump. This report was prepared just 10 days after Fusion GPS was retained by Perkins Coie to conduct opposition research. So they, are, they, they hire this company, and now she starts doing all this research, and she, she finds this slimmest pathetic thread. And then they say, oh, Danchenko, you go connect with Millian because he's... He's our connection to all this Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Then they use all this to on the steel, I'm sorry. They use all these lies that are in the steel dossier so they can get the warrant to spy on Carter Page. And this is, I need to get the picture of Klein, uh, Klein Smith. We, we talked about him last time. He looks like he's about 13 years old and he's the one who is an attorney. He's too big for his britches. He thinks he's he's running the world. Well, now he's gotten in trouble because he completely used these lies on the uh, the FISA application. Hold up. Pause. All right. So as I, as I was saying, Nellie Orr made completely out of whole cloth about Million and this whole thing, which is ridiculous. But if you want to go read more about that, that's on page uh, like 175 through 180. But um, and, and how they used, just went in there to destroy this man's life and cared not that it, they, they were destroying his life. So this is, this has, they've got to pay the price for using all these people. All right, so then then they're using all this so they can have some kind of uh evidence to show in the in the request for the to to spy on President Trump. They've just got to come up with anything, the the littlest bit of nothing. And so this is their attorney with the FBI who's using all this information to to compile and to put it into the request for the, on the FISA to spy on Carter Page and therefore spy on two other people deep and whoever he's got com, uh, communications with. So this is what um, and actually I think when when he stopped working for um, for President Trump in the campaign, then that 
broke off his abil- their ability to spy on President Trump. That was actually in his benefit, I think, to, to no longer be working with President Trump because then they'll back off and they'll stop, uh, stop harassing poor Carter Page uh, using you know, this government arm. So Kevin Kleinsmith, though, um, he ended up using this information about um, Carter Page and he lied about it. Basically what he did was um, they knew that that uh, clearly that uh, that Carter Page had been working with the OGA. Let me read this portion right here. It says um a Carter Page had been approved as an operational contact for the OGA. And this is on page 180. He'd been approved for this for years. For the period of 2008 to 2013, the memo described the reporting page had provided to the OGA, including detailing his prior contacts with certain Russian intelligence officers. He had been working with these officers in Russia for years. Okay, they knew this. Kleinsmith would claim to the OIG that he didn't recall reviewing that memo. He didn't recall doing that. and He didn't have access to it in the FBI office space. All right, so let me see if it's on this, this page right here, 187. Let's see. The... Um, let me see. Ah, I don't even know if that's the right page number because that one is really important too. Okay, let me, I'll just tell you the end of that story. Hold on real quick. Here it is on page 190. Several, like This whole section between 180 and 190 is talking about Kleinsmith's lie on the FISA application, lying to a federal judge to be able to spy on page. Okay. So on page 191, it says, uh, Smith had altered the original June 15th, 2017 email from the liaison by adding the words and not a source. They knew he'd been a source. They knew he had worked with the OGA. He was other governmental agency, specifically with the Russians. And he specifically, Kleinsmith specifically put into the, into the FISA request that he was not a source. He lied bald-faced to the federal judge. And it making it appear that the OGA liaison had written in the email that Page was not a source for the OGA, which that's not what he wrote. Relying on the altered email, Supervisory Special Agent 2 signed the application that was submitted to the FISA uh, court on June 29, 2017. The final FISA application did not include Page's prior history or status with the OGA. Didn't include the fact that he'd worked with them, you know, for years, uh, communicating with the Russians. Um, CHS meetings with Papadopoulos, Page, and a third Trump campaign manager in the Yahoo News article, um, and Page's offer to be interviewed. So this is, they had misleading information, clearly, in the FISA. And so um, this misleading uh, information found in the FISA applications, I think that's what they're saying, it somehow made its way to Yahoo News. This is on page 191. You know, we're trying to do an investigation here. And now all of a sudden this is being leaked. You know, you keep hearing about leaking and leaking and leaking. All this, they're trying to do an investigation. And this, and somebody, Steele, Danchenko, you know, someone over there, Dolan, Hillary, they're feeding all this to their media cronies. And so how are you going to run an investigation like this when all this information is getting out into, into the public? And the many, much of it is uncorroborated. Just from this, this steel report. Um, I mean, the, the whole thing is so dirty; it's not even funny. Um, and they, they, 
how are we going to stop it? It's got to be, they've got to be held to an account if they send out false information and say, oh, well, we didn't know. Well, you better know before you write it down. Oh, this person's a candidate. We, 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 uh, you know, we, we can't be held responsible for that. No, you can be. You will be. That, you know, we need to tighten this thing up. You know, no one's going to run for office if they know that their lives are a free-for-all. Completely, you know, uh, they could make up anything about anyone. All right. Approximately 10 days after Crossfire Hurricane investigation was opened on page, the agent worked to arrange a meeting with the CHS, a long-term counterintelligence uh, source, who the FBI had paid a substantial amount of money over the years. Um, anyway, so I won't go into all, too much of that. All right. Um, all right. So now, let's see. Page. Okay. So also they'd said page. Another lie they said about page was that he had conspired with Manafort and he had not. He had, he, he'd never even talked to him. Page was engaged in a conspiracy with Manafort and the Trump campaign with the Russians. No, he hadn't. And so importantly, FBI records reflect the crossfire hurricane investigators apparently failed to determine at that time whether Page's statements had a basis in fact. Had they done so, investigators would have found that Page had previously sent Manafort one direct email message and copied him on two messages, none of which Manafort appears to even answered. This documentary, uh, documentary evidence proves significant corroboration of Page's, uh, to exonerate Page, in other words. So, but they didn't use that. They didn't put that into, this, into the report. They put out that, oh, he's got connections to Manafort, but they didn't say it was like one email. You know, he's not involved in some kind of, you know, conspiracy with the Russians. But they didn't care about the facts. And this is where they have to be held to an account. And this is what's so strange because you have to prove intent, as I was saying before. You have to, you have to, um, some of this would not be admissible because they're like, oh, well, that's, that's, uh, that's involved in an ongoing investigation or whatever. And so that's probably what he's going to say on Wednesday when Durham goes before Congress is to say, well, I couldn't hold some of these people to an account because it's an ongoing investigation. Okay. So uh, there, there's plenty of room to get this, this stuff tightened up. All right. Um, so they're, he's, they're saying about Manafort. They're saying he, um, he was involved with Sinchin. I'll show you that one. And I think I showed you a picture of that one earlier. Um, so then they said they were serious concerns about the reliability of the important piece of that reporting. Uh, Steele's report clearly has many problems with it. Number one, the, 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 this whole point of this October surprise. They're saying, you know, you're involved in this October surprise. He says, well... You know, the 33,000 emails, they're saying that that was all the WikiLeaks that came out exposing the 33,000 of Hillary's emails that she bleached bit and, and, and destroyed with the hammer on these Blackberries, that she, they were saying that that came from Russia, right? And they're saying that, you know, they, they didn't have any evidence of that at all. So that, that, there was inconsistency there. Number two, that they were saying that Page was involved with the Russians. They didn't have evidence of that. And they were saying that Papadopoulos was involved with the Russians. I'm not even going to have time to go into Papadopoulos today. But all this, the Steele dossier is just riddled with major substantive errors. They could not, what did I say earlier? They could not corroborate a single substantive allegation in the Steele reports. Nothing. All right. And then they on, on they, they they lied about Carter Page that he worked with Manafort. They lied about him about his connections with Igor Sechin. Okay, I showed you a picture of that. Let me see if I can get back to that one. Uh, not that one. Okay, so this is 
Let me see if I can make sure I show you this one. This is supposedly such Igor Sechin was was uh, Carter Page's connection to Putin. Okay, so you know that that was lie number two. The second page related allegation in the Steele report was a claim that in July 2016, while Moscow, to, while he went to Moscow to deliver a speech to the new economic school, Page had met secretly with. Vladimir Putin's ally, Igor Sechin, and also with uh, Igor Divyekin. And didn't even know these people. He maybe he could have shaken their hand when they were, you know, if they, if they were there. Uh, very unlikely that he that they went through a line to shake his hand, right? I mean, he's like, I have no idea who these people even are. In late September, the allegations concerning Page's meetings with Sechin and Divyekin. Uh, is that right? How do you say it? <laughs> Divyakin uh, first made their way into the public domain with the pu- publication of that Yahoo article with Michael Isakoff. Okay, he put this out there. That he should be b- uh, under the jail for putting something out there that is not even true. In this article, Mr. Isakoff wrote that Page, an American businessman who had been identified as a foreign policy advisor to then presidential candidate Trump, was the subject of an investigation being conducted by the U.S. intelligence officials. Uh, the article went on to refer to a congressional source and said that Page's talks with the senior Russian officials close to Vladimir Putin were being actively monitored and investigated, making it look like, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a Russian spy and he's a, a traitor to our country, which is clearly, obviously not the case. And so, you know, Isakov is lower than dirt. Uh, two days after the publication, and he knew it didn't have any corroboration, he knows better. Page sent a letter to the FBI director, Comey. After this came out, he's like, I want to be able to clear my name. So then he's trying to go in and have this, uh, this, this interview, and the agents are not allowed to interview him, just like they weren't allowed to interview Dolan. They don't want to get to the bottom of, and the truth of, of any of it. And look, this agent number three, he's saying that the, um, he said, he, they were texting each other back and forth. He said, I already bet this special agent three's first name, whatever one cocktail of choice that the, the DD sits on this, our request to interview Carter page about for him to exonerate himself. They're going to just sit on it. And then he said, you know, who's the holdup? Who's the holdup hold preventing us from being able to interview him? McCabe. And of course they never could find out, you know, who was it? Was it McCabe? Is it pre-stab? Who is it? And, and that, that coup, picture I was showing you earlier who is it that's preventing them from being able to do their job I don't uh I don't want to look political stop trying <laughs> if they don't want to look political stop trying not to look political <laughs> they're looking political it's like they're not you know trying to exonerate these people and it's and they're and they're not trying to get to the bottom of the Dolan the whole thing stinks to high heaven and this is what the, the whistleblowers are wanting to to say if they didn't feel like their lives would be ruined with this powerful, gigantic behemoth of, a, of, of the FBI power. He would say, poor Carter Page said, I'll take a polygraph. I'll take a, a, a poor thing. He's, he's just, he, says, he, he says, look at these articles. They're just garbage. And then finally, they, he, did, he did finally sit for five voluntary interviews. He fully cooperated. But listen to this. They just said, oh, I think he was being evasive. The guy at one point brought a PowerPoint presentation. They still said, oh, we think he's being evasive. You know, he's begging them to listen to his case. There's none so blind as those who will not see, right? And they said, we, we, and they still ended up using this in the FISA application to continue to spy on him. 
Although the office recognized the benefit of hindsight in reviewing, this is what Durham said, it is beneficial to have hindsight in reviewing investigative decision-making. The failure to promptly conduct a voluntary interview of Page contemporaneous with his request for such an interview was a missed opportunity. <laughs> Again, he's got to find all these words to in, instead of saying it was a crime. It was a criminal. It was a failure. It was a, it was a, uh, that they need to be held to an account. They need to be prosecuted. They need to be brought down to, uh, to be fired. You can't fire someone at this place unless they, unless they do something right. <laughs> then you can fire them. They'll find a way. It was a, a missed opportunity to test the reliability of the claims about Page contained in the Steele reports because they didn't want to get to the bottom of it. We know that. Okay, so then they have all these other, uh, and this other they have several sections in the report about the different, finally when he did get to do an interview, he's got all these recordings of him. He says, I never met with this guy in my whole life. He denied he meeting, the meeting between Page and Sechin ever took place. It's just, he says, it's just lies. He says, he couldn't even remember this guy's name, Devyekin, right? <sighs> couldn't probably say it, right? He, it, poor, poor guy. I'm just, I just feel so bad for him that he's wrecked, wrecked his life. That's on page 201, uh, if you want to go and look at some of this. And he says, um, this article publicized in the Yahoo News, uh, the application mischaracterized and misrepresented Page's words and actions regarding this subject matter. In particular, the FISA application stated that during this meeting with the CHS, Page did not provide any specific details to refute, dispel, or clarify the media reporting, and he made vague statements that minimized his activities. Because he didn't do anything. He, and he's trying five different interviews and he can't, and, he, and they're saying, oh, well, we, 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 he didn't have enough details to dispel. He was guilty before, you know, uh, he was, uh, was able to state his case, right? Guilty before proven innocent. Is that how you say it? This assertion, however, seriously misrepresents Page's recorded statements as set forth above. That's what Durham is saying. He said this was not the case. He did everything in the world to dispel, even to the point of bringing a PowerPoint presentation. But they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to believe it. They were going to use him for their, for their ability to spy on Trump. And it didn't matter what he said or how many times he was interviewed. It's evil. Um, and that's what it, somehow we got to change the rules so we can get to get these people brought to justice. And that's what president Trump knows. This is, he's known about this. They've been doing this for a long, long, long time. They just really tweaked it up with president Trump. Um, all right. So then I think this is the last one. This is the last page. Um, they, okay. Then they brought up that about the Sechin. He says that he, you know, the whole thing, they had no evidence that he had met with Sechin you know, shaking his hand or whatever when he, when he was in Russia, when Carter Page was in Russia, to connect them to Putin. And, and so the, it turns out that the the, the confidential human, resource, uh, human source who was going to pretend that he was Carter Page's friend and Carter Page is talking to him off the record and, and the guy makes up stuff. Can you imagine that this person you think is your friend, all of a sudden they go and they, they make up something and they give it to the FBI to try to destroy you so they can get information so they can spy on Trump. Cause it's not about Carter Page. It's about getting to Trump. Right. Um, uh, the, 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 and then the FBI should have been skeptical about this CHS because they'd already caught this guy in lies about Sachin because there's no evidence that uh, email, phone call, anything, any that they were in the same place or any none of that. 
So they should have said, you know, maybe this guy, we can't trust this guy. Just like they should have said, maybe we couldn't trust Danchenko. But they, their sources are known liars. It's just like they're liar for hire is really what it is. And a number of instances, the page finds applications relied on assessments to address what otherwise appear to be plainly exculpatory statements by Page. They're assessing that, oh, he didn't give them enough information. He's, he's, he's misleading. He's lying. Rather than the exculpatory, it, it exculpate, uh, they, they prove, he's, prove his innocence. All this information proves his innocence. They didn't want to see any of that. They wanted that FISA. And, and it didn't matter what they had to do. Because of the sensitive and classified nature of these portions of one or more of the FISA applications, review of those assessments is set forth in the classified imp- in, uh, appendix to this report. I haven't seen the classified appendix. So, anyway, so they just left that portion out. Um, yeah, so then this one, I guess this one is the last page. Because this is the, ah, this is, uh, the next one is about Papadopoulos. And on the next Durham for Dummies, which will be number four, hopefully I can get all that done on that one, that it's going to be where we're, it's talking about Papadopoulos and what Durham's recommendations are so that we can get make sure that this doesn't happen again. And he discusses why he did not bring any, uh, any uh, indictments. Okay, he goes into all that. So that's what we're going to do next time. All right, so I think that's it. Basically, it's the same, same thing. Everything he tries to say, um, they, they always, you know, just continue to lie about him. All right, um, this one was Charles Dolan. I showed you that. Okay, don't forget, don't forget, with all this going on, don't always, always remember, this is the end times for them. It can be very frustrating to see what they've done to all these people, and it looks like they have all the power, but this is the end of them. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And God's word says it very, very clearly. And I wanted to encourage you with this from Mark chapter 10, verse 28. He says, we've given up everything to follow you. You know, these people have just, they've tried hard to help do something for the world, whether it's Paige or Papadopoulos or, or, you know, all these people, you, me, we're trying so hard and we get, we get lied about, we get canceled, we get all these things happen to us and we just... You know, uh, this is what the Lord says. He says, you know, yes, you have. You have given up everything to follow me, to do the right thing, to to help save your country. Yes, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news, the good news of the kingdom, that the kingdom is coming to earth, right, will receive, and that Christ paid for all this. He is doing uh, everything to, so we will inherit the earth, um, along with persecution. Okay. You'll get you, but you're getting all this back with persecution and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. All right. So you might feel like, you know, like poor Carter Page and poor me, <laughs> We are going to be, uh, we're going to inherit the earth and we're going to have so, so many blessings and so many bright and beautiful days and we will look for our enemies and we will not be able to find them and we will no longer have all this baloney to deal with. All right. And I just am so proud of, of all the people not going to this game. What did they have? Like five people went to the Dodgers game. Did you guys see this? 
crazy how how it was nobody was there so great i just loved it the they just did an amazing amazing job and um, yeah the dodgers really lost it was a huge fail for them huge fail and uh and and uh it's so great when all the Catholics, all the all of us, whoever, and it was actually Jewish people and and, and, and Protestants out there working together. <laughs> they have found they found a way to bring us all together. How about that? Isn't that terrific? That's what and it that's what we were told that one day we will all come together. So just hang on tight. Um, Okay, don't forget to go and check out all this, uh, the, the resources that I have on freedomforce.live. I have the videos over there. Also, I have over there ways to detox. I'm So many problem, people are, I just lost a friend. It's just so many people are, I just had another friend who is having terrible heart pains. Just seriously, there are so many wonderful, this is all vetted, really good ways to detox and get out of the 2021 effects and, and to heal your body. To, to really take care of yourself, okay? And when you support them, you support me to be able to do all of this effort for uh, for everyone. So I I love doing it, and I really appreciate it. And don't forget about this, the wonderful treatments here. This is um the CBD and the antioxidants. I'm doing everything I possibly can to get my health back, and I know that you are uh, too. So just keep on taking care of yourself. Keep on sharing this truth, and let's uh, let's pray, okay? Thank you, Lord, that you helped us to get this <laughs> this Durham report. Thank you for the Durham report. Thank you for how it exposes what has truly been going on in this supposed uh, uh, Federal Bureau of Investigations, to, supposedly to help us to have um, righteousness in our country. And it's been anything but that. And uh, thank you that you uh, are helping us to, to, to understand it, what's been going on, and that we're going to be able to get to the bottom of it to solve it and that heads will roll. These people will be gone and no longer able to continue this evil, uh, these evil witch hunts. And uh, we just didn't know. We didn't know what was going on underneath our noses, but you are revealing it to us. You're blasting the trumpets in our ears. Um, just help us to piece this all together and to uh, and to be able to really um, understand what's going on and see what we can do to help others to understand what's going on so that we can all come together like they did at uh, uh, this uh Dodger Stadium event, they're like, nope, we're not, we're not giving honor to someone who is, uh, is dishonoring Christ. No, Lord, we're not going to we're not going to bring honor to people who are dishonoring you or your church. Uh, and we will all uh, thank you that we're all coming together and that more and more, we're just going to keep coming together. Lord, help us to remember that if, if they're fighting for righteousness and for truth, that they're on our side, even if we might disagree on some things, Lord, give us the wisdom to know who to trust and help us to just remember that this is biblical and not to worry not tr and to trust all this in your hands and knowing that this is the end times for them. And that we're going to see that day very, very soon. We pray all this in your wonderful name. King Jesus, the King of the world, who's worthy to break this, uh, the seals. We love it. We're so glad you can break these seals open. And we pray it in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Get ready. To, uh, so I'll try to take this one in. And then I'm going to be back real soon with Durham for Dummies 4. All right. Love you guys. Bye.